0: I'm Juliette, and before we get into this week's Bachelor Party B-Side with Ben Higgins, some say he's the best Bachelor of all time, I want to tell you about a few things we've got going on at TheRinger.com. First, we've got some great Black Panther content that you'll want to check out. Probably both before and after you see the movie, that'll be there for you. It's in our nav bar. Just click on Black Panther, and we've got tons for you to read. And also... If you do not live in New York or L.A., I think you'll want to check out Rob Harvilla's article on what it's like to experience Oscar season in a non-New York or L.A. city. It's a really great piece about what it's like waiting for a movie when you've read about it so much. And you might even relate if you do live in one of those cities. So I highly recommend checking it out. And, of course, do not forget that on Monday nights, right after The Bachelor airs, we've got Roger Sherman's recaps. Check all that out at TheRinger.com. I don't think you'll regret it if you like this podcast. Welcome to Bachelor Party. Today, we're talking Winter Games, Episodes 1 and 2, and of course, couldn't have a show featuring Ben Higgins without having Ben Higgins on the podcast. Hi, Ben.
1: I was getting concerned that I wasn't going to make the cut this year, that I'm old news, so I'm glad to be here. (laughs) I'm I'm really happy. How are you guys doing?
0: I'm good. I noticed in the very first episode that Ashley, she doesn't say who, but she's like, I don't. She's talking about one of the international guys who's the who was the Bachelor, and she was like, "I don't know why you'd even try to compete. We already have the best Bachelor of all time here." And I was wondering if that is a reference to you. Do you have universal appra- uh, approval rating as the best Bachelor ever?
1: <laughs> I, I have no clue, <laughs> honestly, Julia. Like again, it, it is kind of funny to even like think that I've I've been on this show. I, I had that weird moment um, actually watching Winter Games where it had been so long since I'd seen myself on a bachelor show. I was watching. I was like, how in the world did I end up here? Uh, and, and why is it that they asked me to come back? But that is referring to me because in, in the second episode, uh, I have seen the scene where Ashley says that. And it's super nice for her. She's just being overly kind to her podcast partner. friend yeah we, we have we have that relationship.
0: It's important to really connect with your podcast partner, so I get it. um you bring up something that I wanted to ask you, which is how did they get you to do winter games? What did they tell you you would be doing?
1: <laughs> uh, you should ask Rob Mills how they got me to do winter games um, <laughs> because uh originally, nobody told me what it was. they you know there's a couple things thrown around my I, original idea was, hey, I'm gonna go on winter games and I want to help kind of be the hype man for Chris Harrison. I I just would love to have been on the sidelines and really like talking to the contestants. And I, I really have enjoyed kind of the small amount of hosting I've gotten to do over the last year. So I was like, Hey, what better person to learn from than Chris Harrison? Well, as, as time went on, it just didn't make sense uh, for me to be, uh, to help kind of like be a sideline reporter on the show because every other cast member on the bachelor from here on out would want to do the same thing at some point. Right. They couldn't Uh, like grant you that exception. Yeah, exactly. So what happened was that we talked again. They said, hey, would you just want to come on this cast, see if you like it? Uh, we don't really know what it is yet, but it seems like something that you would enjoy. And I said, yeah, because honestly, if you like take everything out of consideration, like all the breakup and, and the emotional toll it did take, The bass has been really good to me. And so there's really no reason for me not to like continue to, to work with them.
0: Cool. Okay. Well, like, when did you find out it was like, A fake Olympics? Like, you know, this filmed in December, like what, how many days before you arrived? Did you find out?
1: Well, so I was actually traveling around the U S and I flew into winter games two days late. And so everybody else had been in the hotel for a few days. I kind of been briefed on everything on what the show was going to consist of. I showed up the day before we started filming. And so I just got my gear. And then the, the surprising part to me was I actually thought the competitions were going to be a bigger part of the show. Right. Um, what I found out when I got there was that actually the dating and relationships part was the bigger part. But I had no clue. I thought we were going to be doing like gimmicky Olympic sports, not legit like speed skating, which is what you're <laughs> going to see tonight on, on the show is yeah. on speed skating. And I am absolutely, I mean, like, honestly, I'm absolutely horrid.
0: You, you you don't look very, I saw the episode. You don't look very comfortable when you're uh, speed skating. I, I will say that.
1: <laughs> no, um, I, not, I'm not comfortable at all.
0: Uh, who was the best athlete in the house?
1: Uh, it's so hard to say. I mean, is it weird? Okay. I'm, I'm, I, I need to talk to you about this. Like I have a hard time judging winter athletic sports. Hmm. So like a Canadian, like Kevin, who is super good at skating and really good at cross country skiing and, and a, and a decent, uh, you know, skier is like, in my opinion, he's super athletic at those things. But like, if you threw him on a basketball court or on a football field, like, I don't know how well he would do. So you're but saying, I would say, honestly,
0: because he's Canadian, yeah, he's really Luke. good. Oh, Luke. Luke, interesting. Had you met yeah. Luke before?
1: Uh, yeah, a couple times. Um, Luke's an athlete. He, you know, he went to West Point to play football. Like, he definitely oh. has the athletic build. He, he has a lot going for him there. Um, okay. It doesn't hurt that he's super good looking, too. So everybody loves him for a lot of reasons.
0: <laughs> him and Stassi really heating up.
1: Y- you know, it's the <laughs> that was the one relationship I didn't see coming. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Stassi is such a strong... You're not... You're not getting a full picture of who she is. She says what she wants to say as soon as she feels that way. And she's very strong and and, and just a really great woman who has really strong beliefs. Um, And so it was interesting to kind of see her break down a little bit and just really like fall for Luke and Luke fall for her. Uh definitely, I think, the most intriguing relationship to happen at Winter Game.
0: So we've seen two episodes so far. How many days have, have passed over the course of two episodes? Because there's, like, shit's getting intense. There's a lot of tears. We're going to talk about Claire, of course. But, like, I'm just wondering how, yeah. much, how much, what period of time are we looking at when we see two episodes?
1: Oh, uh, I kind of forget. I think, cool. I mean, you're at least in day five, four or <laughs> five. So
0: um, Kevin's already gone from Bibiana to Ashley, and it's only been, and, and Bibiana's gone from Kevin to Jordan, and it's only been five days.
1: Yeah, that's the wildest part about these shows—like that everything can be so expedite. Like I feel like we were there forever, and I think we—I mean we weren't there that long, a couple weeks. Right. Um. So yes, all this is happening. Uh, you got to think about how action-packed the days are. I had a front-row seat to all of this. This is this is one of the things I'm most proud of is I got to have a front-row seat at all the craziness uh, from these people in the house.
0: What does that mean? Like you were like hanging with the producers or like you were just trying to stay you out know, of the drama? I was,
1: <laughs> I was sitting on a couch watch, watching like <laughs> Dean and Leslie make out next to me and Bibiana <laughs> and Kevin next to me. And then the next moment, Ashley and Kevin. And then, you know, I get to see Christian go back and forth from a hot tub, really frustrated. Yeah. All this is happening, and I, I'm just sitting here watching it.
0: Um, Does being on the show, would it, does it make you consider going on Paradise?
1: Uh, Does being on Bachelor One Games make me consider going on No.
0: Yeah, you you are right. a hard no on Paradise, because I was wondering if this is going to lead to you being the Bachelor again. I was like, oh, he's back in the mix. He's back on TV. Like I, I never thought you would do it, but now I'm wavering, and I'm wondering if you're wavering, too. What do you think? Do you know, I think you should do it? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. I think you should, man. Uh, <gasps> Everyone loves you. You're everyone's favorite bachelor.
1: <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that can end really quickly um, if we do this again. The This was not, I, I mean, I, who knows what happens in the future, but I, I will tell you this, doing Winter Games uh, just felt like, and maybe I'm oblivious to it, I just told myself this because I feel bad about, about it it just felt like something different than all the other things. Like mm-hmm. it just, it, it seemed like a decision I was making to do it without even considering, okay, why wouldn't I do paradise? Would I ever be the bachelor again? Winter games were just to me like this one-off really fun show that I knew was going to be held to a little higher standard because of all the things going on in the world today. And I thought, why not just participate in it um, to kind of see what it is and to experience it. There wasn't a good reason for me not to, but this was not at any level, like suggesting the future.
0: Um, was it more or less stressful than being the being not the bachelor, because I know that was very stressful. But what about being on the bachelorette?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, this was a lot less stressful. Uh most days we would wake up, um, I would go downstairs, uh, we make breakfast for myself. Like we would all have to cook our own food. I would hang out, try to get a little workout in, <laughs> which consisted of like maybe a push up and a sit up, and then kind of just get the day started with whatever event we had. Or sometimes we didn't even have an event, and it just all day consisted of really just hanging out, getting to know the people in the house, and like exploring the relationships that existed. Um, this was very, very non-stressful until the very end.
0: Okay, yeah. It, this, there's been, been some teasing that you have a, a stressful exit, but we're, we're not there yet, so we, we won't discuss it. I was wondering if you've ever been to Vermont before.
1: Um, no, I had never been to, I, Vermont. I, fa- I had never been to Vermont I figured before. you
0: had it. Vermont is like a real, like if you're from the East coast, you're like, yeah, of course I've been to Vermont. But if you're not from the East coast, no one's been there. I was, I was no. wondering. And also like Denver is so close to like great mountains for skiing. Do you ski?
1: Yeah. I ski all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's most weekends I'll try to get up.
0: Yeah. Like how did Vermont compare? Cause I just feel like it's a real budget version.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely doesn't... It's not the Rockies. The Hermitage Club is different. Like, we didn't get a great taste of what Vermont has to offer because the Hermitage Club is literally a private ski mountain. So it's amazing. I mean, it blows any place I've ever been away. It's a country club for skiing.
0: Cool. All right. I just was curious. I've been, like, really mean about how low-budget this whole thing has seemed, but that actually sounds really nice and fancy. (laughs) Um,
1: You get it. I mean, they had to keep it low-budget. Yeah, of course. Like, this whole show... The, the whole concept of the show, and probably one of the reasons I did it, was okay. The Olympics is coming up. Um, ABC needs something. Uh, why not have a really fun, like different kind of show that you know can be a real experience for everybody involved? But it's not going to be as stressful as maybe The Bachelor, or Bachelorette, and it. I mean, and it has to be low budget because who know? You know, you're, the Olympics is the major, major monster that's always going to you know win the ratings, and so. This experience for me was just kind of like, yeah, why not? There's no no reason not to.
0: Okay, we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to talk about my sponsor. When we come back, we are going to talk about Claire and her love triangle and some of these other new faces. We'll get back to bed in a second, but first, let's be real. Finding the time to get a lab test is almost impossible, not to mention figuring out how much it will cost and what your results mean. But now it's easy to order the test you want at everlywell.com. Everly Well is an at-home health testing company that offers a variety of tests. It tests food sensitivity, metabolism, thyroid. Each test is physician-reviewed, private, simple, and processed through a certified lab. All you have to do is head to everlywell.com to choose your test, and they'll be shipped directly to your doorstep. Once you collect your sample and send it back to Everlywell's certified lab partner, you'll get your doctor-reviewed, easy-to-read results online in just days. So, no more sitting in waiting rooms, no more mystery bill, and no more waiting on your results. Head to everlywell.com and use promo code Bachelor to take 15% off your first order. Again, that's everlywell.com promo code Bachelor for 15% off your first order. Take control of your health today with Everlywell's at-home health test. Your test on your time and on your terms. Okay, Ben, let's talk about Claire because she can't go on these shows without finding some kind of calamity. What happened with Claire and her love triangle? Where did things go so wrong with her with both Christian and Benoit?
1: Okay, before, can I, I'm sorry, not to answer your question with a question, but sure. can I ask you something I'm curious about? Yeah, of
0: course. Always, Ben.
1: Whose team are you on here? Because that's when I'm when I was even in the house or I'm watching this, I don't know who's at fault. Well, I mean, okay, I do think I know who's at fault, but I don't want to share that with you. So please tell me who you think, after watching, is at fault.
0: Um, I don't know if I'm ready to place blame on anyone, but I will say that I feel the saddest for Benoit the second saddest for Claire and then least sad for Christian in this love triangle. So I guess okay. I would say Christian's like quote unquote to blame, but I don't really think it's a blame situation. So yeah. Yeah. Is that the correct read?
1: Yeah. Ish. ish. Uh, so Tell you me gotta, more. Ish. <laughs> you got to feel bad for Benoit. Um, the yes. guy loves so hard. He loves everybody so hard. The, he is what you're seeing you, is what you get with that guy. He is a passionate person and he just fell hard for Claire very quickly. And he was reading. So I get Claire's side when, you know, Benoit's talking about, hey, we kissed in the kitchen. And she's like, it was a game. It was definitely a game. And he just read it completely wrong and, and got too yeah. caught up with click. That, um,
0: that was one of my favorite moments when he was, like, counting their kisses. And by favorite, I mean, like, you know, that's me yeah. most entertaining. But I was like, dude, like, you're not supposed to admit that you're keeping track of that stuff. Like, a lot of people do. But, like,
1: <laughs> don't admit it, man. <laughs> Oh, good. That is a great scene when, like, you can just see the like disappointment go across yeah. his face. Yeah. <laughs>
0: He's like, we kissed uh, four and times, pool. and she was like, "No, we didn't." And he was like, "Okay, fine, not count ca- two, not include including the two in the kitchen." And I was like, I was cringing so hard for him. I like Ben. I really? I really feel for him. He seems genuine.
1: <laughs> He's a good dude. Okay, so then you go into Claire. Um, I don't know what it is about Claire, but there always seems to be like this type of thing that happens when she's involved. Right. So mm-hmm. like any relationships she's in, there seems to be this either confusion or miscommunication. Um, and I, I, I really like Claire. And I feel like we communicated very well. She's obviously gorgeous. So probably these guys are falling head over heels.
0: She probably, you probably communicated well with her cause she wasn't trying to sleep with you for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. That may maybe or maybe <laughs> I was getting mixed messages. <laughs> That's I don't how know. It goes, ben. Um, <laughs> you, have,
0: you have no problem talking to the people that you're not trying to sleep with. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that the read that you get on me?
0: I mean, no, that's like that's universal. That's universal, not just uh, not just it? you. Yeah, of course. Okay. When, when okay. you when you feel something, it it gets harder. <laughs> so maybe that's why yeah, you and Claire makes... communicate well. <laughs>
1: um That yeah I guess that makes sense for a lot of reasons. There, yeah. when when you feel something, it gets harder. Exactly. Um, so you know the the Claire situation was hard is is just difficult for her. I think. She has a lot to learn in this, um, just because I do think she was miscommunicating. Um, and then, speaking of miscommunicating, we have Christian, who, from my read in the house, from everybody that was around the situation and knew more about the situation than I did, I kept hearing it's it's just a communication error. Like there's a translation error here. He's not understanding exactly what she's, she she meant. Um, and so everybody was kind of on Christian's side, but not against Claire. Just saying, hey. Like give the guy a break. He doesn't understand English as well as like what we do. And so when she says a certain thing, he takes it in a different way, maybe. Um, and right. so he comes off kind of like he kind of comes off as a jerk at times, but he really isn't. I just don't think he knows what he's saying.
0: Interesting. And he is German, right? He is. Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing just made me feel bad for everyone. Most, uh, like I said, the most bad for Benoit, but Claire's really is like just really screwed now. Like, I mean. I, I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you're you, you're spot on. I thought Yuki would be the one that we'd have the issues with, but <laughs> no, she communicates just fine with her smile.
0: How did everything go with Yuki? Did she have a translator with her? Like, did the producers understand her?
1: Uh, kind of. Yeah. So we there was this kind of weird thing that happened, and we'd have to get to the bottom of it maybe together. But Yuki started out in the house with, like knowing four or five words, and by the time we left, she was almost speaking in complete sentences. Oh, okay. Um, but she did have a. a a translator with her that was around most hours. I think she was around all the time, but when, when there was a situation that de- she definitely needed help communicating, the translator would pop out of the closet and, you know, help her out.
0: <laughs> okay. Good to know. Pop out of the closet. That's a funny visual. Um, I also yeah. need to ask you about Jordan. So you were the one who kind of led the confrontation and being like, Jordan, better believe it. You were on The Bachelor in New Zealand, and when it came down to your final two, you did a coin flip. And I could guess that made you mad as a man who agonized over your decision, or at least it seemed so on television. Maybe not in real life, but that was the way it was portrayed. You were like, dude, we need to talk to you about this. How did you know about the Jordan coin flip?
1: For the people in the house. So I'm also just to, you know, and you know this, I don't blame the show for editing something incorrectly. Like, that. That that doesn't usually happen on this show. And I Mm -hmm. will stand firm on that. I think that people that do say that are probably ashamed of their actions and it's a good out. So I was upset with Jordan. I don't think it's right. I think as funny as this show is and as goofy as it is and as corny and whatever you think at the end of it all, there are real emotions and it was very real to me and, and how I was feeling at the time. And so I found out about the coin flip because when we walked into the room, there was another girl there, um, from New Zealand and she said oh that's Jordan so-and-so he was the bachelor you know he was been the most hated bachelor ever this is why and so I knew about it from that
0: got it so yeah way way worse than Brad Womack so you didn't get like a brief on who and Brad Womack famously didn't choose anyone so he was hated by Americans um and then he chose Emily any or <laughs> anyway <laughs> um so you didn't get like a brief on like who else is in the house
1: Um, no, no, not at all. I mean, so we, when, when we walked into the house was exactly, uh, the first time I met him and at the parade was the first time I met any of the other contestants. Uh, I knew the Americans going into it just because, you know, we talk and you'd hear who's going, but I had no, not one idea of any of the uh, international contestants.
0: Interesting. So did anyone, did it come up in the house that Tiffany from Australia ended up dating one of the other women on her cast of the bachelor?
1: Oh yeah, it did. <laughs> um, it, it 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 was a big talk. But I think my like, I was just like interested, like very intrigued with how that happened. Yeah,
0: what did she um, say? I, Tell me all about it.
1: Yeah, so she said, so it, you know, the backstory is this: t- Tiffany from Australia uh, was on The Bachelor, uh, and then fell in love with one of the former contestants or uh, one of the the co-contestants with her. She said it was really true love that it was one like, maybe the most impactful relationship of her life. They dated for, I think eight months um, they moved in together and then it, it ended uh, for, I can't remember why I'd love to be able to tell you why I forget why it ended, but she was still heartbroken about it, but you could also tell she'd been asked about it so many times that she was becoming more annoyed than anything else um, because it was kind of barking her as a, like her and her stories uh, to a level that she didn't want. But she, I, from everything I gathered, She legitimately fell in love with this woman and it was the first time she had ever dated somebody of the same sex too, which is really interesting to me.
0: Um, when she was in the house, was she pursuing men or women or both?
1: Uh, men. Interesting. She said she was, she said she was done with women, um, that she now understands like why, how dating women can be so difficult.
0: Interesting.
1: What you know, what a change of events that, you know, again, it's one of those situations that I'm sure the bachelor, you know, producers are sitting back in the room going, you can't make this up. Yeah. Like this is absolutely you know, intriguing television.
0: Absolutely. Um without giving too much away, can what what's yeah. your, what's going on with Kevin and Ashley? Is that real? Is Ashley finally going to find love? She's your podcast partner, so I'm I'm sure you have a better read on her than most people. What like what should, what, what yeah. should I make of that one? By the way, Kevin, very uh, handsome. Very, very handsome. You and him? Kevin, yeah, totally. It Looks like James Marsden. She was
1: right. I got so mad at her. So Ashley came down after she told Kevin that she looks like James Marsden and Tom Brady mix. She yeah. comes down and she's like, Ben, I just had the best conversation with Kevin. Like I, cause I knew she was into him and she's like, this is what we talked about. I was like, okay, tell me more. And she's like, I told him like, he looks like Tom Brady and James Marsden. I was like, Ashley, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard anybody <laughs> tell another person. Like, why would you compare this man to other men? Like that is <laughs> the absolute worst move that you could ever make. And she, she stood firm that it was a compliment that he would appreciate. And I said, Ashley, if you ever call me or tell me that I look like another man, like, and, 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 like, and in a way that's like hitting on me, I will be so pissed. I'm totally like, with you. I'm so I actually, offended.
0: I totally agree. I'm like, I don't want to be someone else on me. Like, I actually totally agree. I, I find that to be more offensive than complimentary. However, I agree he does look like James Marsden.
1: <laughs> yeah. But and yeah, so that's, that's part of my frustrations with Ashley, which exists all the time. She's like a, a sister to me that I just want to like pull, like <laughs> ugh, pull my hair out because she's so frustrating. Cause she says that weird stuff. But, um, so is it real? Yeah, it is. Um, she was really into him right away. And I, at, at first thought, okay, she's just into him cause he's like the best looking dude in the house and he's winning all these events. And then I realized that there's actually a lot more there. Um, and you know, I don't want to give it all away. Cause I think that's going to take away from, you know, the last couple of episodes, sure. But it really is it really is a big, good thing. And I think that's one of the f- parts of Winter Games to me that I kind of walked away really appreciating is there is like two or three relationships that kind of came out of Winter Games that I don't know if they'll last forever. You know, a lot of them won't. Like a lot of relationships don't. But they're legitimately really good relationships that people care about each other. And I think that was really cool to see, especially in a time fr- frame of, you know, a couple weeks.
0: Totally. Did you? Yeah, that is really nice. Did you? I didn't mean to be like. Okay, cool. Um,
1: Did you have? Let's move on. (laughs) Never mind. We hate relationships. Let's talk. Let's talk about the weird stuff.
0: I do like the weird stuff. Come on, I love. I love the weird stuff. Um, I was. uh, I was just wondering if you have a favorite non-American from your fellow contestants. Like who is like you're like yeah. Let's get that person on the Bachelor
1: America. Yuki.
0: Okay, you really took a liking to Yuki. You gave her your rose.
1: I really love Yuki and and part of that is because you have to, I just couldn't imagine what it'd be like for a a 21 year old who doesn't speak English, who had never been to the state comes over, you know, gets put in a hotel room for a few days and prep for the show. Then comes on a show where there's cameras around and there's people that don't speak her language and that she just stuck through it with a smile and like an ease and just a really like cool, like aura about her that I just really kind of like fell in love with her as a person um, and in my opinion, like, that's why I, I, just, like, if she, if her and I could communicate a little easier, um, I just, I would be so interested in just hearing her story because I feel like it's really powerful and just kind of her thought process going into everything. I also really love Kevin and Courtney, uh, from Australia. And so, like, those guys are really great to get, and really awesome to get along with. So uh, I, I, on, overall the international cast, um, uh, was really, really fun.
0: That's awesome. Ben, you're just always a great podcast guest. I look forward to seeing the rest of your journey in competition and Winter Games. I heard it gets emotional. Anything you want to tease without getting any, giving anything away?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, surprisingly, it did get emotional, and it really did. Like, it, I uh, I think being back in that environment, again, reminded me of a lot of things previously that I kind of had like pushed deep down. Mm -hmm. Um, And unfortunately, in a weak moment, I, you know, let them come out. And uh, but overall, I'm really glad I did win our games. Uh, It's been it was a really good experience for me. But it did bring up some emotion that I did not expect to feel.
0: Interesting. Okay. well, I I look forward to watching it. I'm sorry to hear you got emotional. But, you know, let those emotions out. That's how you move on. I support it. I love that. Um, Ben, you're always welcome on this podcast. Great to talk to you. I'm sure we'll be in touch soon.
1: You're the best. We'll talk soon.
0: Bye, Ben. Thanks again to EverlyWell. Remember, finding the time to get a lab test is almost impossible. But now it's easy to order the test you want at everlywell.com. EverlyWell is an at-home health testing company that offers a variety of physician-reviewed private tests, from food sensitivity to metabolism to thyroid. So no more sitting in waiting rooms or waiting on your results. Head to everlywell.com and use promo code BACHELOR to take 15% off your first order. Remember, EverlyWell its your test on your time and on your terms.